Hello and welcome to the Easy Allies podcast. I'm your moderator, Brandon Jones. Joining me this week, panelists Ian Hink. Hi. Hi, you're, you're just a panelist now. I know, it's weird. You're on the same team though, so it's all good. Panelist Michael Huber. Yeah. Hello. My technical specialist and co-moderator, Daniel Bloodworth. Hi, technical specialist. I don't know about Technical yes. specialist? What? Yeah. Ian's just a panelist now. You have to handle all the technical duties on this podcast. I'm not handling any technical duties. Did it make that clear? At this moment. <laughs> all right. <laughs> How is it? I'm recording my own audio. That's it. See, Ian's clearly having technical issues right now. He's not... Well, it was better when I told it not to be optimized for green screen. Dude, it's your weird. eyes just looked demonic right there. That was freaky for like a good four seconds, Ian. They were it just is October, like everybody. Demonic white. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get there. We'll get there. We have to, you know, Betts is at the end of the podcast. Distinguished guests, we are here to talk about some of the biggest headlines in the world of video games. But before we do that, we must atone for all of the mistakes that we made last week. Daniel Bloodworth, <clears throat> oh. please begin corrections oh. music. This hurts. Boop. Yeah, this feels weird. Uh, according to French newspaper Libertarian, or sorry, Liberation, Michelle Ancel was toxic and difficult to work for. I totally gave that guy the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I want to try to keep doing that, but I was several hours short of, uh, yeah, a lot of stories coming out from Liberation and others saying that um, he, was a, he was a pill, this guy. He was not fun. And I was like, he just wants to hang out with animals. Now, hopefully he treats his animals better than he treats some of his employees from the story that I'm hearing. Um, I could dig too deep on that, but uh, um, yeah, there's more. There's more reading to do. Uh, Charlie Wood. I'm gonna. This is a direct quote from Charlie Wood on YouTube because I was not sure how to test this specifically. The only other correction from last week's podcast: Xbox 360 and Xbox One games won't have to be ported back and forth when using external HDD storage. They'll run from that storage directly to system mm -hmm. architecture. What will have to be ported back and forth are Series XS games stored mm -hmm. on HDD. 360, Xbone, Series XS will all run directly from internal storage from the Seagate expanded SSD storage, whichever spot you happen to have those games stored. If you're running your Xbone and 360 games from the internal SSD or the expanded Seagate storage, you can have the enhanced versions of those games. If you're running Xbone and 360 games from external HDD, however, they will not have optimized features, you'll be running the vanilla versions of those games on your Series XS huh. and Corrections Music. The last part of yeah, that is what? the only part that caught me off guard. Man, so basically... What? That's Charlie Wood for you. The the backwards compatibility when, and the storage solutions is what they're talking about, right? So if you have just like a standard external hard drive that you could buy right now and use on your PlayStation or, or Xbox that you have right now, hmm. you can play backwards compatible games on the Xbox Series X without transferring them into your internal storage. But any Series X games you need to have in the fast hard drive that they built got specifically it. for. Okay, got it, got it, got it. And then there's other weird details with the backwards compatibility. Got it. That we won't be getting into, and corrections music. <laughs> got it well, he got into them, but I'm not gonna wrap it. up the music, bro. You gotta, you gotta wrap it up, too. The music's there. still going, but. Can... Oh. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> to each their own, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whatever. Let him have his style. He's not sure what that style is yet, but let him have it. He'll find <laughs> it. Before we get into gaming news, I want to have a little bit of a silver lining on this week's podcast. Uh, there's a lot of things going on in this world that we wish were not happening, but something that I'm definitely stoked is happening. Z-Carts on our Patreon got an offer to be a gameplay programmer. 
After a long search of rarely even getting a reply at all, I just let my current colleagues know I will be leaving at the end of October to pursue my dreams. It's an exciting big step that will have me immigrate and move to the UK, but it's a big chance where I can learn a ton. Awesome. Um, well. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, I'm proud of us. Four years ago, we all banded together to make this company and to start a new thing, but none of us really went anywhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hear about these people working for some, you know, a new game developer, some big company, working for Nintendo, working for Disney or something, and like making a big move. It's a big step. And awesome to you for getting into gaming. It's always good mm-hmm. to hear people that they're like, I see yeah. what's going on. I see the climate. I see how insane this business is. I want in. Get out there and make some cool stuff, Zaycarts. Thank you for that. I don't want to talk about next gen. I would try to avoid next gen as much as we can in this podcast. It was a okay. slow. It was a slow news week and such a weird news week that I'm actually happy to have four uh, headlines that I'm sure will will be a factor. One Wait, is about why don't you want to talk about next gen? Because dude, we talk about it every week, man. And like, yeah, just Xbox seven years, run times dude. are good, but it's like talk once about a decade every single week. Can I hold your interest for the rest of this podcast without talking about next gen specifically? We will Me, see. Me probably. Well, CD Projekt Red, you know him, you love him, right? Yeah. Most of the time. Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, apparently, they've just ordered a six-day work weeks to finish mm-hmm. Cyberpunk 2077. These are mandatory leading up to the November release of the game. So everyone's going to be coming in for six days out of the week, which will add up to about six extra days. Uh, almost a full week. Uh, the, the reason why this is a story, the reason why we are talking about it right now, uh, beyond Cyberpunk obviously being a massive game, is CD Projekt Red specifically said they were not going to do this, and then they have done it. They have said that they recognize that it's bad, but um, uh, we, have to, we have to be talking about the crunch. If the biggest people potentially accused of crunch are crunching and saying they're crunching, and the crunch is on. Yeah, um, I've actually been thinking a lot about this, uh, particularly that day when the news was announced. Um, because, just, yeah, I just have a lot of complex thoughts on, on the situation. And so, like, give me a minute while I try to get all of them out. Uh, but, yeah, one of the things I think here, you know, I think in a way that, like, people are right to sort of hold them accountable to this. Because, like you said, they, you know, they said, hey, we want to do better we want to be known for treating our employees right we want to you know go about this a different way and they specifically said you know if it's not happening then call us out so if you're calling them out you know do it respectfully but they said to do that and then simply uh similarly um uh uh now i'm forgetting the names that i knew like all week um the head of the studio i think adam um, he Adam Badowski. Adam Badowski. Yeah, he he said that I will take all the blowback for this. Like this is on me. So he's he's not trying to. I think that's the thing to me that stands out is he's not trying to say that, hey, this is just the way things is. He's saying I screwed up. I screwed up, and I don't have another way out of this. And so I think that's where like my like my empathy for him goes off because I feel like I deal with this with my own workload that I try to give myself all the time that it's like I'm trying to get away from working constantly and then yet somehow like the industry machine pulls me back to that and so I kind of I I feel that and I and I've and I've talked to this man about this in person and seen it in his eyes. And I think he wants to get away from him for himself just as much as his employees. So like, 
he knows that this isn't the, the, the way that things should be moving forward. But I think that maybe talking about this in the midst of a project that was built from this old mindset was not the right time to tr try to do better. Like I almost feel like you need that gap. You need a new game, start from scratch, go to a bunch of studios, see how people who have gotten away from crunch have done that rather than being a studio that's always done crunch and that's just know how you, you that's right. how you know how to make games and trying to do that midstream mid project uh, is, just didn't yeah. work. Ian, is the most you could ever say, like, we don't want this to happen? Like, is it just virtually impossible to guarantee crunch won't happen? Or, you, or like Bloodworth said, I made a mistake. Like, either the game's delayed or we crunch or so something's got to give. Yeah, it's a weird thing because, like, like Blood said, it's a complicated. I have a lot of thoughts about it. And, I like, could you, do you, like, how do you get around it, right? Because if you are a company that has a game with a with a uh, publicized release date and you're afraid of hitting it then you're going to have to crunch right but do you put it to your employees put it to a vote to say like would you rather would you all rather employees of this company would you all rather crunch six days a week for the next month and a half month and two week and a half mm -hmm. whatever it'll be uh or would you rather push the release date back a month and work normal hours. Like either one is fine. This is not a trick. You know, um, I don't think that every company would always be able to do something like that because it, it trickles up and down, right? Like the, the shareholders want that release date to happen. You want to get fiscal quarter, blah, blah, blah. Like there are so many ins and outs. And then you see on the other hand, like people on Twitter, I saw a few reactions where it's just like, which seemed a little aggro to me, but it was like, you know, people saying like, well, the, these employees know what they're getting into when they take this job. Like, if you don't like it, quit, you know? And it's like, that's not realistic for everybody. Like, people can't just willy-nilly quit their jobs. Also, like, if you love, if you love something, you know, you do run a risk of being taken advantage of for the love of the rest of the stuff you love, you know? Yeah. like. There have definitely been times at Easy Allies where we do what would be considered crunch and we're all like okay with it and we kind of manage ourselves, you know. Um, but like when the news keeps on coming, like during E3 is an example where it's just like 16, 18 hour days, two weeks in a row. But like we know that's going to happen, but it's just the way it has to be. Like I always come back to the same solution that the best thing I can think of is just don't say when your game's coming out until you can hit it mm -hmm. like yeah. until you know for sure you know like say a target because i mean like what are the two things that the companies that get the most flack for crunch have in common right like i mean i'm thinking these guys rockstar naughty dog like and i mean it's obvious that they would have stories about their crunch because they're just big companies too but like the two things they all have in common is are um crunch and delaying their release dates and it's just like well, stop telling us the release dates then. Like, you're just going to push it four times and then you're going to make everybody crunch anyway. Just whenever you, like, when you're a year and a half into the development of, you know, GTA 6 or whatever, uh, whatever you think your release date is, just add eight months, you know, and just operate on that assumption, <laughs> you know? 
I, but I, then I, think, I guess yeah. Ian, I think in, yeah. in general, ever since like film school, any creative project doesn't matter what it, it could be a birthday card, right. it could be like a, anything. Just whenever somebody creative comes at me and they're like, "This will be quick," I like get angry. I'm like, "How dare yeah. you!" <laughs> like, well, and also like knows the that. problem it's impossible to know that, and so it's like I I enjoy how transparent this is. Like we know exactly what days they're going to be working. We know exactly how yeah. long that's going to be. We found out about this you know very soon after the employees found out about this like blood was saying you know badowski i'll quote him directly i take it upon myself to receive the full backlash of the decision i know this is in direct opposition to what we've said about crunch it's also in direct opposition to what i personally grew to believe a while back that crunch should never be the answer but we've extended all their possible means including apparently delaying the game uh of navigating the situation so i love how transparent this is but this is not a company that releases games every five minutes and so if the witcher 4 is not until 2026 and they just run into the exact same situation again and are like oops you know that's that's what i was gonna say is is this all for not you know it's the same it's the same kind of thing like the these companies managing time is the same kind of thing about like a person managing money right so often i find the case with like in myself like anytime i've gotten a better job i still live like the exact same amount within my means that i always have i just spend more money now (laughs) you know what i mean like if i got if I get a job that gives me more money, I just spend 80% of it still uh, on like buying more whatever. And it's similar with these time budgeting in these companies where it's like, if they gave themselves another nine months, they would just add more stuff to do and have to crunch anyways. <laughs> so yeah. Hubert, you just delay the game? Is it that simple? Yeah. Uh, you know, it amounts to six extra days or something. Like, just just push it a week. I don't understand like i get your marketing material is already out there but like eat it i don't know you're a huge company like human human like what sort of looking for energy human condition like your your health is more important than like a little bit of lost marketing dollars of course i don't know how much marketing dollars that and, amounts and it's probably a that's crazy the crazy amount like, it is probably so yeah. ridiculous yeah. won't be that transparent yeah. you know <laughs> yeah um, I, I think that's the part that i like i don't have the perspective on is like how much of, of this is like physical things in gamestop and how you know and mm-hmm. partner contracts and all of these things you know when they say they don't have any other options there's clearly a lot there that i don't know what their other options potentially could have been but i do know that in terms of the North American release dates, like November 19th is about as far as you can push it, you know, to get those Thanksgiving sales. And I think that's something that they are definitely accounting for and banking on. Mm-hmm. Well, they want to, yeah, they want to hit the holidays and they want to, um, I don't remember how long it takes, but like, I know that the approvals process for getting things onto PSN and stuff, you know, that doesn't take, that's not instantaneous either. So like whatever date we see, you know, push it forward a week or whatever it is that they actually have to deliver again i don't know that time frame but yeah yeah. and and like you guys are saying it is a very complex case there's so many layers to this because of covid obviously uh because of the what cd project red had initially said about not doing crunch and they've gone back on their word so like i see how many layers there are and how complicated it is um so yeah, I'm just I'm kind of torn about the whole thing. Like I worked in bummer? I worked in restaurants for over a decade, man. Like no holidays for you. 
Like one of the biggest industries yeah. in this country is the food service industry. Like for over 10 years, I didn't get to hang out with my family on Thanksgivings, on Christmases, on New Year's, on all these holidays for like no guaranteed extra money either because they have so many employees on. So like everyone is getting less tables, but working more. Uh, and a big note for this one is that this, unlike a lot of other countries, this one is paid overtime. Yes. So there is uh, that. That's a huge deal. Yeah, Badescu wrote on Twitter, these last six weeks are final sprint on a project we've spent much of our lives on, something we can care for deeply. The majority of the team understands that push eventually, especially in light of the fact that we've just sent the game to certification and every day brings us visibly closer to shipping a game we want to be proud of. This is oh, one of the hardest decisions I've had to make, but everyone is well compensated for every extra hour they put in. And like in recent years, 10% of the annual profit our company generates in 2020 will be split directly among the team. And analysts, nice. uh, local analysts, you know, to CD Projekt Red are estimating that the company will make um, 2 billion zloty. I don't know if that's actually how it's pronounced, but 520 million U.S. dollars in 2020. So hopefully that will work out for them. So, again, a little more transparency there. But um, Well, and the, other, the, the other funny thing is, like, as a consumer, how do you protest this? Like, if you vote with your wallet and don't buy this game because of it to help the employees you're hurting the employees you know like and i know like there are other things that i just choose not to buy for like philosophical reasons too so like it's a fully valid means of protest to something like this but like i don't see companies changing it i see companies doing exactly what they're doing right now where they put out a statement mm -hmm. A year before their game is done saying like we're not gonna crunch anymore and then when they do they say I know we said we weren't gonna do this we feel really bad I'll <laughs> take all responsibility when really there's no re like nothing is gonna happen so he, unless their like regulations start so this was a good get for Schreier Schreier was waiting for this to happen sure. he, he teed this up in June when he talked to Marcine Iwinski CD Projekt Red boss who said the production plans are discussed with people and of course we had to set a certain date because as you know we could develop every single game we've been developing endlessly because there's always something you can tweak make it better so a set date is important but it is lots of planning and we take into account a lot of variables first and foremost the production capabilities the time we think is needed the stage at which we are but also the market environment we are trying to hit a certain good window and i think it's a good window and it aligns with our production plans so that didn't happen it, is this where a change could happen? Can that could that have been reworded to him being like, mm, you know, like would that upset people? Would that make stocks drop? Would that get people, you know, not interested in the game and being like, wait, they don't know if they're gonna hit that window? They're like, we just, it's it's so tough now. It's 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 incomprehensible for me to understand how somebody could make this game just on its own, specifically hitting a date. You know, it's like right. you always hear when stuff is done. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're just fixing bugs now. It's like, isn't that the most stressful, difficult, yeah. unsure part of the whole thing? You know, where you're bugs just, this game probably. Yeah, has yeah. and like, and literally, they don't know the reasons for any of them. Otherwise, they would be fixed. So, like, so probably gotta figure out what the hell is doing this. There's stuff yeah. in Avengers Huber. That we're like, oh, wait, still. a thousand fixes, and they still didn't fix this thing. And yeah. they're like, we have no idea what is doing it. Didn't do it before. Didn't do it for us. Didn't do it during beta. Doing it now. Yeah. Um. So it's yeah. I feel bad when these things came up. This obviously, to me, needed to be the most important thing we talked about in the podcast. But it's like, we we rarely have answers. We rarely are confident that this is gonna this is gonna change. I just the, the big takeaway for me here is transparency. That's what feels a little mm -hmm. different. Uh, mm -hmm. All of the specific details that we know. 
And this, although many people would disagree, this this earnestness that CD Projekt Red's like, we're we're trying. They also said we're not going to put microtransactions in multiplayer. That blew up, and they're like, (laughs) you know, the devil's in the details. But uh, CD Projekt Red taking some hits. We'll have to remember whenever they make this statement again in 2024 for Witcher 4 or whatever, we got to remember. Yeah, they get this one. (laughs) Yeah, all they can do is be earnest about it. And like CD Projekt Red, Project Red, however you were supposed to say it, like for for me, like their their Twitter gaffes, you know, over the years with GOG and and this game, uh, they're on, they're on like, medium to thin ice as it is (laughs) and like if this game comes out and is pretty insensitive or like doesn't celebrate the things that i think are very easy to celebrate in cyberpunk settings Mm -hmm. uh you know if if it has more of a kind of a outdated mindset then that'll be very very disappointing but i will have already bought it (laughs) (laughs) which which will be a bummer but like uh yeah it's a funny situation and I don't know because like, yeah, these games aren't created in a vacuum and like Huber, I think you hit the nail on the head too. Like holiday sales window is huge. Yeah. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully that this is being communicated with their staff well enough that they all understand like, yo, like hitting this window, we will sell more and that will translate to more money for you. I just hope everyone's, on board i guess like yeah. how cool would it be for the new god of war because we saw 2021 right mm-hmm. if the next time you see a date for it it's just like in a week that that's why like just want. do that <laughs> just work normally or like a month or two, it, yeah a maybe, month yeah. work normally until it's ready to freaking go yeah yeah and be like hey guess what coming out in a month boom well, t- uh tell me why was it felt like an interesting situation i haven't touched that game but like th- those coming out weekly that was crazy you know that was like as opposed to you know following you know the two of your emotions specifically bloodworth and huber every time it's like when is it gonna happen oh it's yeah. this day well i'm this other game just came out i didn't know yeah i would have planned ahead you know <laughs> but you don't get those dates until later and so um it's kind of you know I, I wonder if it'll take something like netflix just you know like house of cards bombing all these episodes at once some kind of shake up like that mm. of some company a, you know, like you're saying Hubert, it'll take a big company to do this and be like we just didn't tell you we just kind of put that off like breath of the wild well, is like capcom the next breath of the wild trailer there it is like <gasps> you know like capcom they've had this crazy habit of just being like hey resident evil 2 remake comes out in five months yeah. like and then they hit it, right? Yeah. Like, or it's sometimes delayed they, they by believed. a month or so. That's what but... shocked me about Resident Evil 2 more than anything. I was like, they believed. I, th- yeah. I thought they were like, oh, fine, we'll make this game. But, like, they clearly, like, they, that was a big yeah. initiative. Same with Monster Hunter, you know, World. Like, whoa, but like, look how much care they they're taking like, with this franchise. Are they crunching like crazy over there and we're just not hearing about I'm it? Sure. Or are they just yep. not telling us yep. until they're ready? Because I, I, would, I would, like Huber said, like, I would be happier to not hear of a game's existence until it's like 60% of the way through. Mm-hmm. Don't give us a date until it's done and you're already working yeah. on the bugs. Mm-hmm. Then give us a date that's six months out. Like, we don't have to know how done it is. Like, we'll be thrilled because you moved the whole announcement schedule forward a bunch, or back, I guess, toward the release date. Like, what we don't know won't hurt us. I am I seeing delay much. sympathy kind of move, the needle moving a little bit towards people be more sympathetic and happy and like, hey, take your time. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, yeah I don't well, feel like there's for, that many people that are actually I'm, upset with delays. Like, I never see that anymore. Delays it used to be so be, intense. Now it's, it's 
it's less people get yeah. well especially for a game like this whose motto basically for the first four years was like come in whenever it's mm -hmm. ready right you know and like they're so the ones who games. like started yeah. saying that yeah <laughs> i remember too we had to can i mean not to like make this about me and us but like we had to cancel easy x you know we had this big event we were going to plan for the beginning of the summer and then we like couldn't use it and i'm like writing out this moment this like blog that we posted to announce it I'm like this sucks <laughs> you know it's like i have yeah. such a newfound respect for all these people that like got to pick the background and the font they're going to use and then they save that little image and tweet it out. i wonder how much sales equate to not fun like a year of hype for a game, you know, when they announce a game, it's like, all right, coming out next year. I wonder how oh. much that really oh, impacts. Okay. Is because like, is are pre-orders as big as they once were? Like, that's some I information like I want to know. Are probably bigger now with the with the be, yeah. digital yeah. sales because you just yeah. go on your PlayStation, click pre-order, and there. Yeah. It's, it's but in. I feel like the ease of access has removed the need to pre-order. Where the night before a game comes out, you're just like, okay, buy it. Oh, it comes out tonight? Cool. Digital Yeah, film. I mean, you get pre-ordered, but yeah, Modern Warfare, play it early. You like, got, you know, like, yeah. collector's editions, and, you know, like, I... Look, but, like, on the flip side of that, like, what do we gain by having seen uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 years ago? Right. What do we oh, What no, do we gain course. by seeing yeah. uh, Elder Scrolls 6 or whatever the, the only, space the only, the only thing you Elder gain is if, is if you have, like, a very clear goal for how long that's going to take. Like... You know, like, well, like, we, like we, we found out about Cyberpunk a long time ago, and I thought, like, those two E3s back-to-back -back where we got to see it, those were handled pretty well. Like, I thought, it was like, yeah, it's been a year, and I'm glad we saw a little bit more, and, you know, it's like, there is a way to do it, it's just, hap you have to, you can't just show a thing and then vanish. <laughs> yeah, because for well, sequels, I'm wondering, and, and I'm wondering if, you, you go ahead. I was just saying, for sequels and stuff, like, when they announce it ahead of time, there is some kind of goodwill there, where it's like, oh, they're making it, or like, oh, it's... Uh, Cool, like go make it now, and and I'm good knowing that it's being made. So take your time, but then it's like the cat's already out of the bag, and it's like, okay, when is it coming out? So then it is kind of that. Getting impatient. Yeah, I think I think that is probably the reason we hear about this stuff super early is because the companies want the goodwill to keep going. They want us to keep the drip feed going all the time of like. Oh, that company's not just sitting on their thumbs. Like they're actually doing stuff. There's exciting stuff in the works and that keeps hmm. their shareholders happy and stuff. It's probably a compounding thing, hmm. but yeah, I kind of just wish like don't announce your game less than a year from when you think, you know, it's yeah. going to happen. Just don't <laughs> <laughs> announce something else. Like have, have a B squad of 20 people make like, <laughs> make like smaller games. Like maybe make a pre Well, they did game. the, the, the yeah. you know? stuff, you know, the what? Gwent and the the right. Thronebreaker and all that kind of thing. So yeah. like, just do all that and don't tell us about the other stuff, you know. Uh, but yeah, I do remember. Remember with uh, Animal Crossing, like Nintendo stock dropping because of the delay last year. Right. Yeah. yeah I'm like, <laughs> it's very real. You 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 dummies. <laughs> well, like, that's that's the other side. Bloodworth is like, we're talking about this as video games enthusiasts who yeah. like understand and anyone listening to this i'm sure like we all understand what's going into these games and stuff like that like the the, the ea shareholders or whoever like who just panic Where's and freak money? out constantly yeah they don't they don't understand they're just like this looks bad for the portfolio yeah. <laughs> well i can i can totally sense this fear of next gen and it's like cyberpunk's gonna be the biggest thing in the next three months it doesn't matter what consoles mm, yeah, yeah. yeah we're gonna be like cyberpunk we're gonna be jealous that other people have consoles we don't have and people are gonna be curious about the performance of it and like 
but this this game is just completely ginormous. It's just we're going to be unpacking this for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, talking about the gangs and the you know, like secrets and the story and like yikes and sales and where did those six days <laughs> go and all that. You know, it's yeah. This, we, we, we're going to spend a lot more time on the story. Not to there wrap it up. Hundreds of videos. At the end, they're like they tell us exactly what these six days bought them. But I am so hungry for this next story. I could taste it. Mm. Itchy tasty. This is kind of a next gen story, Huber. But as you recall from last week's podcast, when we were talking about the next Spider-Man game, Miles Morales, which is coming out this summer, and we learned recently that in order to get Spider-Man remastered, in order to get Spider-Man, this is weird, in order to get Spider-Man remastered, (laughs) you have to get Miles Morales Ultimate Edition. And it says, you know, Spider-Man remastered will not be sold by itself. It's not going to be... Uh, available on its own. And they're making some fun changes to Spider-Man Remastered. You know, they got some graphical improvements, got some ray tracing in there, some improved frame rates. Oh, and by the way, a totally different Peter Parker. <laughs> just his face. Yeah, just a totally new Same dude. voice is freaky. Same voice, different face. That's we- That's going to weird me out, man. This might be... But that's be what they said, is they wanted to make it look more like Yuri Rosenthal. The weirdest new story, Long I think, personally, for me, of 2020. The weirdest. Long because gone. this is just so... It's like even just staring at the faces of these two gentlemen. So, again, to recap... Uh, the actor that played uh, John Bubniak, who played, and I love that I know that. I love that people were curious because remember the Quantum Break guy vanished, and I got really curious about it. Nobody cared. Oh, yeah. Like no one had his name. Like oh. I had to like get a private detective to find this guy, and he was totally cool about it. He was like, oh yeah, you know they they cast Iceman, and I'm still in the game. You know I just work at the the company. That's right. John the Bubniak original. was a, yeah was a previous Peter Parker uh, is going to be replaced by Ben Jordan, uh, still going to be voiced uh, obviously by Yuri Lowenthal. I don't believe Yuri's going to doing any additional voice. You know, work for the remastered version, so it'll be same voice, new face, and this is our new Peter Parker. This will be the Peter Parker that's in Miles Morales, and this will be the Peter Parker that's in Spider-Man Two. The main reason that they're stating why they did it is that they're going to be doing, be able to do more things with Peter Parker's face, with uh, obviously all of faces in, in, in video games on the PlayStation Five, but obviously going to put way more work on Peter than any other character, and. They found limitations with the facial structure of actor Yuri Lowenthal, who will be doing all of the mocap, and John Bubniak. So they cast Ben Jordan to fit the facial structure of Yuri Lowenthal more. Yuri specifically replied to Insomniac on Twitter, Guys, it's my face's fault. The stupid, stupid bones in my face blame my bones. (laughs) The thing that's tripping me, and I throw this directly at Michael Huber is, yes, potentially Ben Jordan's facial structure is more adaptive to Yuri Lowenthal, but there also is the completely unignorable fact that he looks insanely like Tom Holland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I know this stuff bothers you, Jones. We were this just talking story, about man. this with Mafia and how you, yeah. how, when you see real people or whatever, it kind of takes you out of it. This is going to be a, a tough pill to swallow. Of just go, It's like, uh, should I just jump into... Miles Morales and just never play remastered and yeah. be like, that's going to be so weird. I'll just, this will be back to the future part two. They just, <laughs> they recast, you know, Jennifer and okay, it's fine. Um, like, uh, like most things I'm, I'm torn and, and I see both sides. Like it's super weird. I, I have such a fondness and a bond now to that, that original Peter Parker and Spider-Man. That's, that's one of my favorite games of all time. That's just such a freaking good game. You brought it to Hall of Greats, man. Yeah. It's so good. And on the other hand, it's like, well, this is super weird, but I'm guessing after like 10 or 15 hours, I, I'll get used to the new one. <laughs> like, I guess, and it'll be fine. Sure. 
I don't think this is going to affect sales. I don't think this is going to affect review scores or anything. And it'll inevitably be something to get over. And I'm not like, I'm not mad at anybody. You know, Brian Entehart tweeted out a a wonderful statement that I want to read before we end talking about it. But, you know, uh, uh, Insomniac's getting a lot of heat for this. And clearly, it's such a weird decision that (laughs) I've totally... Puddle controversy round two. Yeah, of course. I totally (laughs) believe that this, they felt that they had to do this. Otherwise, why would you do something so bizarre, so strange, you know, so obviously disruptive? Mm -hmm. Um, And they tried to package it with a lot of good news about the remaster but yeah um it's just distra- it's such an easy thing to be you know turned off by it's such an easy thumbnail to create you just take the right. two actors and go <laughs> yeah. what like um so the thing i think of is like what's wrong with yuri's face like the bones he, he, no but i mean like <laughs> if they're changing the whole face to look more to match more yuri's mocap why not just use his damn face? Too, or some other old. variant of that. So, like, Last of Us kind of yeah, have that. You can that. age you know, him like down. The, it's a damn computer game. It's been interesting having Troy Baker play so many people, and it's like, yeah, that kind of looks like Troy. That kind of looks like Troy. Like, they always kind of yeah. look like him. Um, I think uh, Infamous Second Son was like, that was just him. You know, it was, like, yeah. very, very close to his his visage. But uh, um, what's the what's the Shadow of Mordor? It's like, ah, it's kind of... Talon. <laughs> Talon. He's got a, yeah. got a little Bakerishness. Um, but this is—I think I'm surprised I've never even heard about this. It, 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 you know, this is something I would—I thought I would hear about in some something that's not Spider-Man, something that was not so mm. clearly this brand new initiative for him. They're like, I know it's going to seem weird, but we want to throw this brand new Peter Parker. I know you're in love with Tom Holland. We don't want to do that. And then now it's like, actually, <laughs> we're going to bring in. <laughs> the Hollywood wax museum version of Tom Holland <laughs> to play. I mean, no offense to Ben Jordan, but it's just like, I feel bad for both these guys. You know, you, you, one guy gets retconned out and the other guy like ha, has one of the maybe most exciting bookings of his career only to be thrown in the, you know, yeah. into, into the, the oven. Well, I think the real, the only thing I care about really is how it'll change the the impact of the story in the original. Like, I'm definitely going to replay this game. Uh, one of my favorites, for sure. I definitely want to play it on PS5 with all the upgrades. Um, but it's a completely different-looking person. Yeah. And his face is going to be doing different emotions, clearly. So, you know, if... It, it, it just it's that that's gonna convey a different feeling and a different emotion there's no way it won't even if it is the same voice and the same lines and the same acting um so it'll be interesting to see how it affects some of the some of the yeah. scenes in the game because you say Huber, this stuff gets to me and like there's there's no way <laughs> i couldn't play spider-man remastered not realizing this guy is acting to no one right <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> when they brought all of those actors in to do all of the scenes <laughs> that i'm assuming are all going to be the same in spider-man remastered yeah they're just replacing one guy he's just in <laughs> so a room like, by himself he's got to do all these scenes to just ra- uh, the, ca- the de- developers are they going to bring are they going to pay the cast to come back and do these yeah. scenes but wait didn't they didn't they have the yuri lowenthal mocap yeah, they, they had the mocap they just photo scanned this new guy and threw that onto the data oh if it was yuri had. doing the face yeah. Set. yeah okay so so yeah um so that's yeah, why they just, wanted it to match his structure it's so it's weird it's just a reskin yeah i think they should have justified it with the story and done like a uh Spider-verse. batman 89 scene where like it's jokers with his back to the camera and he's holding and he's like mirror mirror like he got so like old Peter Parker got a bunch of ass, fell in a vat of acid, yeah. and he went to like a shady, you know, underground face doctor, <laughs> and then he, he turns around and this is the new guy, and then he's just like, it's not that bad actually, it's all right. I, I'm also seeing, yeah, Hubert, I'm seeing the sentiment, uh, and I'd love to just talk about this in, 
you know, facing characters at large that have dealt with this before. But a lot of people are like, eh, Nathan Drake and Uncharted 3 look different than Uncharted 4. And it's like, this is so different for so, so many different. reasons. Like, so they different. just updated his face. So different. This is a different guy. Yeah, and when they released human. Uncharted 4, <laughs> they didn't go back to Uncharted 3 and, like, just put <laughs> this weird, or this new Nathan Drake. It looks great. You know, it's I like to see these evolutions of characters. But, you know, a lot of people are like, ah, this has happened before. And this has not. This is definitely so strange this strange, is such a weird sure. bizarre thing that is so unfortunate but it won't affect sales and no one's at fault <laughs> so yeah it's just other than maybe the foresight of and he's uh to you know, know the technology we're going to be using a years later like uh, he's uh he's wearing the mask for more than half the game and again right. you know you start sure. zipping through that city it's right. you won't even well but then poor crystal dynamics sometime in 2021 is going to be like and here's this new he's weird people are going to be like, what if he never <laughs> never take the mask off never take the mask off he's always yeah. spider-man he's always got the mask on there's rumors <laughs> jamie fox is coming back it's there's you know you never know who you're gonna get in what world what if, what if crystal what dynamics yeah <laughs> what if crystal dynamics has the original insomniac spider-man in right. avengers and our Avengers Spider-Man is Tobey Maguire. Like, wow. Like, <laughs> um, it's just so weird. To give uh, Brian Entahar credit, and just to kind of wrap this up, today's news about the new Peter Parker face model has surprised some of you. I think it surprised every human being on the planet. But anyway, and we at Insomniac totally understand your reaction. Heck, it even took me a while to get used to Peter's new look. But as we discussed the franchise's future and moving to the PlayStation 5, it quickly became apparent that delivering even more believable-looking characters made finding a better facial match for actor Yuri Lowenthal, who we all love as Peter, a necessity. We care as much about this character as your attachment to him, so please know that we didn't make this decision change lightly. As we did throughout the development, development of Marvel Spider-Man will continue to read your comments, listen, and always be looking for ways to improve every facet of the game. At the same time, I hope you can trust us that this decision is what we feel is best for the future of the franchise and our upcoming goals for this beloved Marvel character. Yeah, no way they can undo this. This, you know, it, like a lot of people are upset. A lot of people, people love their Spider-Man, man. They, yeah, they I really like really the, the original. <laughs> There's, um, uh, I have really like a yeah. warm, warm feelings for, for the original Spider-Man there. And it's, t I mean, I even, I think, but honestly, the, some of the faces, when I first saw the cutscenes in Spider-Man, I was like, these look weird, and like, oh, new Peter. Yeah, it's going to take me a second to get used to that Peter, <laughs> and like, <laughs> got to do it again. This actually reminds me of uh, Dinklebot, Destiny, replacing uh, Peter Dinklage oh, okay. out. Kind of similar, I know it's just voice, not face, mm -hmm. but kind of a similar, like, taking a big character right. in the story mm -hmm. out and replacing them. Due to fan outcry, like there was, there's definitely a sense that they would, they did not enjoy his performance. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like this is, yeah, exactly the opposite. Shout out to John Bodniak. Somebody hire this man, please. Get this guy. You can't. <laughs> He's got game. a terrible face. He does. He's just not like Yuri <laughs> Lowenthal. So you just gotta get a game. But it's like they clearly couldn't have fired Yuri Lowenthal. You know, they were like, oh no no. You know who we love is Peter. It's like ugly as hell that Yuri Lowenthal. It's just it's just crazy to me to think that, like. This is the level that things are at now that like people have to be cast for these faces and like you just yeah. don't make whatever face you want to make. Right. Even um, though you've got motion capture data. It's not like it's Insomniac's Redfield, we were used to uh, that biggest problems are puddles and faces. <laughs> so be it. <laughs> you gotta be said. That's when you're on the cutting edge. When you are literally making characters <laughs> yeah. look better than they ever have in video games. What, a, 
what are they going to do when Spider-Man has to face his worst enemy? Puddle face. Yeah. <laughs> Puddle face, dude. <laughs> was it Hydro? Who's the water guy? There is a water guy. There is yeah. a water guy. I don't, yeah. <laughs> See, that's how they should have done it. Ian is like, there's a puddle on the ground, and he looks in the puddle, and it's the new <laughs> No, but it's got to be a puddle that wasn't there. It's got to be a puddle that wasn't there. Right, he right. looks, yeah, and there's yeah. no puddle, and then he looks back at what? Oh, <gasps> there's a puddle. So yeah, nothing but love for Yuri and literally every but Brian and the whole the whole staff, everybody involved. We should definitely Jones. We definitely need to. We should definitely revisit this after you play through it. I'm not. Which I'm. Sure, you're not going to replay the game. <laughs> not remaster. I'm not going to play Spider-Man again. No? Probably not. No. Okay. With Cyberpunk and Miles and yeah. all that. I'm, you know. I was going to say I'd, I'd, love you, I'd love to get your so, your take about yeah. uh, if it impacted your playthrough at all. It impacted me. It. Immediately. Well, it was crazy. I read Brian Intahar's thing first. That was nuts for him to be like, okay, I know you're all freaking out about Peter's new look. And it was like, what? <laughs> you know, so I'm just like, you know, trying to find the image, knowing that, like, I'm about to be shocked. I'm about to be, <laughs> doesn't matter what this poor guy looks like, you know, he could be <laughs> literally the be Hugh Jackman could be stepping into the role and it'd be like, it's going to be tough. <laughs> it's going to be stretch. And now, a word from our sponsors. Got you back this week, Ian. I missed you last week because I couldn't show ah. off those beauties on you there. I got to get you the, the other pair. Good, good, yeah, good thing the green screen aren't... Um, Ian and I don't like to touch each other. That's the problem. You see, anything that Ian's touched, I just kind of like have written off. I'm the opposite of Huber. I've worked Bloodworth slowly back into my bubble. Definitely not touching Huber either. That's not even... But Huber doesn't get packages in that way, you know, so there's nothing really that... Well, Huber just loves off. to touch you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is true. You never know. Shoulders are my favorite. Shoulders. Has yeah. Huber touched me in the last seven months? <laughs> anyway, moving no. on. Uh, I haven't I haven't looked in your guys' eyes in real life in so long. We haven't seen each other since, yeah, March? But we have heard each other through those beautiful Logitech ah. headphones on top of Ian's head right now. Um, why, don't you, why don't you get yourself a pair and listen to us through, through those beauties? Based on the award-winning pro gaming headset design, the Pro X wireless headset features high-quality materials, advanced communications, precision audio, and total wireless freedom. I feel like every week, that's basically just what I'm trying to do with this podcast, advanced communications. Logitech's pulled it off. It has light-speed wireless technology, up to 20-plus hours of battery life, a detachable pro-grade microphone featuring real-time blue voice technology, including passive noise isolation, compressor limiter, and more for clean, professional voice comps. Its advanced Pro G 50, mil 50 millimeter drivers deliver clear and precise sound imaging with improved bass response. You can hear footsteps and environmental cues with clarity to give you the competitive edge. With supreme comfort and durability, it has a pro-grade, sleek, and minimal design that's built to last with premium aluminum and a steel reinforced headband. The minimal design that's built to last, oh, sorry, the ultra-comfortable memory foam ear pads and headband are wrapped in plush leatherette and provide passive noise isolation. Extra velour ear pads are also included for an even softer feel. I was legitimately distracted by the beauty of Ian's demonstration. For a limited time, Logitech G is offering our listeners 10% off of select products at LogitechG.com. Use code EASYA, that's the whole word easy, E-A-S-Y-A, -A, for 10% off today. That's 10% off select Logitech G products with promo code EASYA, E-S-Y-A. Don't break it. For listeners, Ian is Don't taking break the it. microphone all over his glasses. Right. This is the microphone. Ow. <laughs> Bending it everywhere. It's very fun to bend. Actually, a lot to of bend. times under the under the screen where you guys can't see it, I'm often trying to get this uh, little bendy as straight as possible. I'll do the makeup tutorial thing. Let's see. Yeah. So, you know, it's a nice bendy thing. And so I'll like just be trying to like 
Straighten. Instead of straighten instead it, of man. focusing on the podcast, is that is that what's, is that what's going on? Well, when you're talking about damn faces that don't matter for 25 <laughs> minutes, Jones. This is a very big story <laughs> that I will continue after this sponsored read. Oh God. Also, a huge thanks to Samsung and AT&T for sponsoring the podcast this week. Samsung's newest phone is the Galaxy Note 20 Ultra 5G powered by AT&T 5G, and it's available now. AT&T 5G requires compatible plan and coverage, not in all areas. Here are just some of the new features you can try out on this device. Cloud gaming will be available with the power of 5G. You can try out cloud gaming with high performance experiences brought to you via the newest Samsung devices powered by AT&T 5G. The Galaxy Note 20 Ultra 5G also has 120 hertz adaptive display that automatically adjusts the refresh rate according to the content you are viewing, an intelligent battery that optimizes your gameplay. Between 5G support, Wi-Fi optimization, and the advanced processor, you get a smooth gaming experience with virtually no lag. Also, check out the S Pen and Samsung Notes to create your own works of art. Head on over to att.com slash Galaxy Note 20 Ultra 5G to learn how you can get the Samsung Galaxy Note 25G for free or Galaxy Note 20 Ultra 5G for $299.99 for a limited time. That's att.com slash Galaxy Note 20 Ultra 5G. And... Omar's got one of those. Yeah? Anyone want to see I saw him doing the cloud gaming thing and it looked really cool. He had a little holder on top of an Xbox controller. I don't know if it's the xCloud demo or what it was, but yeah. I tell you this, Apple not wanting to do any streaming nothing with nobody uh, is, is the first thing, the first the first ding in the armor in all the years that I've worked on Apple, worked with Apple and all their products. I'm like, uh... Apple sucks. Maybe get I'll, Android. Yep. I might. <laughs> I get me a Samsung. If you own a Galaxy Note 20 <laughs> or are a patron of Easy Allies, thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Daniel Bloodworth got up early this morning with Michael Damiani. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To get the news, people are like, spo- people are angry. You put this in our thumbnail. People are angry after the fact if you say what the fighter is. <laughs> I don't know, man. You got to get up. You gotta get up, see those news, get that fighter, because I'm about to spoil it right you now. You can't stop the news cycle. Are people excited about this? this That's one? always the question, and why I think it always <laughs> needs to be placed on the podcast. Because I love to check in with the Smash Brothers community to see exactly how angry they are that their most favorite fighter was not mentioned, because it never is the person that you want. Some people did, though, want Minecraft. Steve and Alex, and more specifically, just Minecraft in general, coming to Smash and Brothers Zombie Ultimate. And Zombie and Enderman. And Enderman and Zombie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which are just the the skins, which are the, the trade away. What are they called? The echoes. right? Are they? Are these are those characters are added to, or are they the echoes? I, I oh, no, they're they're, none of it's echoes. It's just the skins, right? Yeah, it's just when the you skin, pick the yeah. different colors, you get those Got it. different yeah. options. Yeah. Got it. Uh, how was that presentation this morning, Blood? It was a quickie. Um, it is interestingly enough uh, a tease to another presentation this weekend. <laughs> Uh, so you have your your wonderful Smash Brothers reveal trailer where you know they 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 build it up. You're wondering what's about to happen, and then all of a sudden, like you know, Mario's in this dark cave, and 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 you see like the one square block get knocked out, and like, yep, okay, here it is. It's it's Minecraft. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you recognize that before you even see the character, um, and yeah, and then just going through you know like all the little highlights of moves and things. And then uh, Sakurai talked for a couple of minutes and kind of threw Nintendo under the bus a bit, which was fun uh, because they're like, you, you know, he was like, they're telling him, you, you've got to, you've got to do it. You can do it, right? But I guess the the craziest part about this is that you can actually put blocks down as one of the moves, 
And that meant he had to have the team go back and reprogram all of the levels and think of just about how many levels Smash Brothers Dude. has so that this mechanic would actually work. Um, you know, and not to mention balancing and all that good stuff. Labor is love. Uh, but the the typical thing where he like goes through like and like plays with two controllers and does all the moves and stuff like that he didn't do that like the longer more extended look at the character I think is what's going to be shown off there's like a Minecraft live thing on Saturday at ah. like 7:30 a.m. Uh, Pacific time so that's where we're going to see more of this the the deeper dive on the characters and potentially the release date they didn't really talk about that either so it's just here it is. It, you know, the, this is Minecraft. Uh, the uh, one thing they did talk about was the level has the like, biomes, so you can see like different. Uh, I don't know how it's gonna actually function. We'll probably learn that as well. Uh, but it's not just like one static level. There's it looked like there's different seasons or whatever that they've got going on. I think that's the thing that impresses me as somebody who does not play a lot of Smash Brothers is the extent outside of just the character itself, like all the different levels that they are adding and all the different variants of that stuff, even kind of more so than the moveset of the character. It's just like, whoa, they are, again, which is why this seems much less like Steve and Alex are coming to, to Smash Brothers and more like, no, Minecraft is just kind of in general uh, as a theme. And, you know, Microsoft and Nintendo have been doing lots of fun things together yeah. you know they got the minecraft on that switch you know there was a nintendo switch shown during a microsoft press conference i remember that being a uh, a zinger um so i don't know and, and he was you know minecraft in general was always something that i heard was brought up were there any rumors leading up to this was there any like any any rumbles any aftershocks like people have talked about minecraft and steve in particular for a long time as a potential uh, but i don't feel like there is any like hard you know like definitive everybody knows that this is what it's going to be uh when we were getting ready uh and speculating this morning we were just uh thinking it was going to be crash and then what sack damiani said sakurai tweeted something about it's about time and so like oh it's definitely crash (laughs) that's funny wow and there was not (laughs) poor guy doesn't know what he's So yeah, I, think this I, is... I, I thought that Crash would have been a, a, you know, I still think Crash would be a great pick because sure, he's definitely. a huge mascot character. He's very historical, you know, and I, I would not be surprised to see Crash be one of the last few that come out. Yeah, I think this is awesome. I'm not a big Minecraft fan. Never really got into it. Never really Ooh. can't build anything. I In games, I usually just build like a one room house. That's my that's my thing. Like my Sims houses are like just a one room um but there's no denying how big minecraft has been to an entire generation of people like there was a time bringing up restaurants again there was a time when i was working just every day some kid would have minecraft on their ipad so to just bring that entire generation now into smash like it's just i i just think it's so cool again i I don't even really like minecraft that much and i just i think this is a really cool pair up a really cool addition to smash so you're you're on the conference call between microsoft and nintendo and like you know you're not surprised this name comes up you know before is considered more for over something like halo or something also that people have been talking about potentially being in in smash it's like ah yeah my dream directs more towards the uh, my dream is to get master chief and kratos in there Mm -hmm. because then you have this kind of just the holy trinity of mario master chief and kratos like Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony, 
Uh, so definitely there are other characters I would want more than Minecraft, but there's still no denying how big and massive it is. Like, like I would be shocked if a World of Warcraft character didn't somehow make an appearance, you know, Jones? Like, Warcraft is another one of the biggest games of all time. Like, let's get someone from that in there. I've heard rumors that yeah. Tracer from Overwatch is uh, yeah. on the list. She's a big one that always gets... I think it was Ash up. Paulson was tweeting out that he was mm -hmm. expecting that one. Like, uh, I really want Sora to get in there. He's my number course, one. Right, no, that's want, the, like, yeah. yeah. So there's always characters that uh, people want, for sure. There's always going to be someone that, that doesn't make the cut or that you want in there. But I think Minecraft is, is a but really I'm, cool. I'd love to get Ian's take on this. Because Ian, you know I don't know nothing about nothing about no Smash Brothers. But, again, love to focus on that marketing. Feels like Banjo-Kazooie was the last, like, bullseye. You know, it feels like that was the yeah. last one that, like... Oh, yeah. Like, even people that aren't fans, like, they're excited. And it feels like a lot of the ones since then have been like, well, that camp stoked. You know, it was, like, really kind of... Um, and and I, not necessarily something that, like, well, I know how to fix this. Like, I don't know what you would do in general if you were planning any sort of character run for a game this crazy. Um, but uh, does, does, has the mood changed, at least just analyzing, you know, the, the popular it, discourse when these things happen to you? Yeah, it's a weird thing because they can't all be winners, right? One hopes they would be, but they won't. And like, the 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 quote that that comes out in my mind right now is Sakurai said in a thing I read today um, that Nintendo comes to him and says like, "Hey, what about this?" And then he goes, "Well, you know," and he thinks about it and he says, "Of course, if I didn't think I could make it work, I would say no." And I find myself wondering how true that is. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how many of these are just like marketing deals right. come down from on high and you've got to do it? He has the best job um, and the worst job at Nintendo right now. Right. Simultaneously. So it's, I don't know, like, it seems like they're not so far, yeah, not aces like you said, because what is it, arms and this so far for Fighter Pack 2? Um, and I know Byleth was not popular um, from Fire Emblem, that was the final reveal of Fighter Pack One, if I if I recall. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's weird. It, it what's weird to me too is this is sort of like Byleth. It's another non-character. It's just a right. player avatar. Yeah, I think um, that's probably the biggest downside on this is that yeah, these aren't characters that people care about as characters. You know, it's right. It's cool to see the world and the aesthetic Brand. being represented. But it's also it's also I think a thing where, in terms of you know the Nintendo audience specifically, you know, Minecraft didn't come to Switch until it was well out of the 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 hype factor and the, the zeitgeist around it, you know. And so it's still like a huge game with more of you know the younger audience and everything, but the the you know the adults of us were into to Minecraft long before and out of Minecraft long before the Switch version came yeah. around. Yeah. I, I, I am seeing that sentiment a little bit online where they're like, oh, it makes sense because Smash Brothers is a kid's game. And Smash Brothers are like, what? Like fans are like, what'd you say? And it's just like right. Minecraft, you know, 50-year-old Minecraft players are like, what'd you say? You know, it's like... That's it, the just, beauty, it, though. I love that of like the 50-year-old <laughs> Smash player and the 15-year-old Smash player this person's using Dr. Mario or something because they grew up loving Dr. Mario and this person's going to yeah. use Steve from Minecraft because they played it every day on their iPad. Like, that's right. what Smash is all about. This is... I love yeah. it. Love it. 
I mean, they're definitely for for me. You know, being on the outside, I, I definitely was hungering for uh, the Belmonts the whole time. So like, it was it was definitely the like kind of reminds me of Game of Thrones. Like, I there was a point when I didn't read the books, and when I did, and that show was a different show. Like, it changed. You know, so it's like my whole attitude about these things. Now I want the randomness. Now I want. Now I don't know. The story kind of takes a fun turn when I like look and I'm like, who is it? Oh, Minecraft. Oh, people are not gonna be happy about this. Like I'm kind of eager to see. You know, obviously I don't want you know toxic discourse to happen online, but it, it kind of reminds me of Pokemon starters. It's like it, it, what, there's no discernible worth here. It's not, one's not better than the other. There's not like a better pick or something. It's all left to the whims of you know this massive company and this director doing the best he can and. Um, and so, it's yeah. the gift that keeps on giving like mm -hmm. anything yeah. else is just bonus like they already added freaking joker from persona and mm -hmm. the dragon quest hero mm -hmm. like the belmonts and everything crash yeah. or, or banjo i mean yeah. it's just like so <laughs> well, many the, people in this I game think the, i think the reason that it seems to have more uh intense intensity than than you think sometimes it would is because Every every slot they announce is a slot. It murders the potential yeah. for the thing you love to be in <laughs> it, sure. right? So it's like if since everybody has a horse in this race yeah. and everyone has their own personal horse in this race, every time it's not your horse, that's a that's one fewer out of six that your horse is going to be True. in it. You know, so like, and that's why the final one, like that's why people got so mad about Byleth. I think yeah. too is like it's a good call. That was that was the last shot for that pack of of the 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 one you love ellie to be in there from last of us or some crazy shit like vegas odds you know? for solaire ian just went down oh, a notch dude, solaire would be yeah <laughs> exactly the odds yeah. went down would you, would you legitimately play more smash instead Brothers, of a five out of six would you play more smash if they Bros? put solaire in there i'd, I'd reinstall it <laughs> he's so epic. Uh, now i want now now i want the next smash trailer to be like at the racetrack and literally have all the fans and the honest with all the tickets <laughs> and then you have the, 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 all the horses and they take off like, yeah. and it's Sora you know <laughs> oh, <laughs> wave so their hands. Yeah. so Nintendo knows you, like, know what, know. you know what the you know what the most baller move ever would be for the final fighter they ever put in the game uh, obviously this is so outlandish you get you get a Marvel license for um Mystique, <laughs> and then you do, get or Shang Tsung. You do Shang Tsung, or whoever ah. you do a sub. Then you do a sub license, and they that that one character can turn yeah. into yeah. every fan character like that's ever been put out there. Like yeah, T like dude. Yep. That character can turn into like literally 150 Ooh. other characters. Right. The move set's always the same. Or just announce you're now no accepting mods. Like, oh, thanks, Nintendo. Well, there's the whole thing of like it needs to be a video game first or whatever. So I think sure. Shang Tsung right. would actually. Work. <laughs> we'll see. Stay tuned. That's where Hubert's mind is going to be the next time we get new. But they announced it the night before, and it was like a three-minute thing. You said, you know, with mm -hmm. the the actual video was very short, and then a quick little thing after. So they definitely were just like, ah, we're going to do that to counter us talking about the crunch with Cyberpunk. The the, the fighters, they definitely know, you know, when to let people know, and uh, they they're doing that right so far. I, of course as a giant anime games fan, really wanted to bring Genshin Impact to this, to this podcast. I just want to talk about it in general because I'm, I'm curious about it. Uh, a lot of people are talking about Genshin Impact right now, but thanks to GamesIndustry.biz who posted, at least that's where I first saw the headline, Genshin Impact is the biggest international launch for a Chinese game. Hmm. Now, I know we talk about records a lot, I always feel bad when I see like the UK charts, the you know the Canada Game Awards. Just a lot of things that happen in other countries that are great. We are definitely focused on the US. Do they have anything uh, to compare it to? Like what so was we, the previous? 
Uh, number two with the thing it beat, I did not recognize the name of that. We can you can look it up if you want to. It was a, a game I was not familiar with, much as I okay. was not familiar with Genshin Impact about a month ago. But uh, now it is something that seemingly lots of people are talking about. Uh, it just seems like you're that you're the, the, the biggest financial anything for China. I I tend to tends to divert my attention a little bit. The developer of this is MiHoYo. Uh, this game is on mobile PC and PS4. I'm People are probably playing this as they're listening to this podcast. So I know a lot of people are like, dude, we're way ahead of you. But uh, the success also extends to Twitch, where it had 110,000 concurrent viewers just a few hours after launch. It is already the second top-grossing app on the iOS App Store in China. And it is estimated the game has already made 1.84 million. That is uh, an analyst company that is in China uh, on just on Apple so far. Um, 5.3 million people were registered on its website from outside of China before the game launched. 16 million total internationally. Um, and its budget was 100 mil. So it's, uh, I, it's I think really had a big probably do well. Genshin. What? I don't get what? that. <laughs> I usually love your joke, Sam. I don't get this one. <laughs> it's had a big impact, but I said the other. Oh. Okay. Word. See, I thought Genshin. Uh, I don't know what Genshin means. Now I wonder. That, me neither. I, I did, a little bit, did some weird. research. Did, did that. <laughs> that's the thing that you know that I missed. That's the all this useless information that I found. I should have looked up what Genshin means. Oh, this uh, game looks jolly as hell. And I think the biggest selling point you you get everyone's ears peaked when you start throwing Breath of the Wild out there. You start comparing gotcha the game to of Bre the Wild. Yeah, mm -hmm. you start comparing. You know, oh, this Breath of the Wild clone. Yeah, everyone mm -hmm. is like, what the hell? What are you? What are you talking about? Right. Um, I have unfortunately not played it yet, but I am very intrigued because it looks like it has very cozy towns. Saw some trailers in this game, and the towns look jolly and cozy. Four people in your party, not just one player. Yeah. Yeah, four, pe oh. four people running around. Eventually, apparently, the the first quest is a doozy. I guess a lot of people have bailed on this first quest, which takes a very long time. It kind of reminds me of the beginning of Breath of the Wild. I was just like, "Give me the glider! Give me the glider!" Like, I, I watched uh, Kyle swim to a rock with a treasure chest on it. I watched him climbing a house, and he referred to it as Jones's mansion. Yay! Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'll be like uh, how long has this game been out in Japan, or did it just come out worldwide? China. Uh, uh, China, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it just came out. Because I wonder, like, I don't know. There's that out in China already. There's that Wild West excitement when it comes to an online game and an MMO specifically, which I mean, this games, game has. Games Biz said it was the biggest international launch, so I'm imagining this. Okay. Either was solely its international launch, or it launched in in, in all markets. But um, yeah, just that race to the top and like the race to the end game and trying to discover everything and find everything. Like I imagine, just this time right now for Genshin is is very exciting. It's, it seems like a lot of open world games borrowed elements from Breath of the Wild, but it seems like now we are seeing the battle royale esque uh, saturation of the Breath of the Wild market, uh, and it was you know uh, following. Immortals Phoenix Rising and then this and both of those are apparently not bad like a lot of people are really enjoying obviously this is a, this is a free to play game you know so there is a lot of incentive you know well, this was yeah this was first talked about a while back um, at like some expo uh, like either early this year or, or late last year when it first you know got that you know reputation of being a, a Breath of the Wild clone in a very derogatory way um so yeah, but other than those two, I I don't feel like it's there's been that much, you know, 
in, in terms of games that feel mechanically similar. But these just seem to be have been received well. Now, you know, I'm surprised yeah. a lot of people aren't, you know, didn't come in and they're like, hey, this is a good model to steal. <laughs> this is, maybe we should, not only are, are, are these games going to be fun, but... Uh, Going on. One of these days, we're going to find out what Ian's Ian has thinking. his hands on his head. I just had my mind blown. Hopefully, it pertains to the story we're talking about. This it could does. be something. I was like... trying to. <laughs> I was trying to see if it had a different Chinese release. Everything I can see just says it came out on the twenty eighth. But I also just learned that Gacha is based on Gacha Pawn from Japanese vending machines. I yeah. always thought it was Got You, like mm-hmm. Gotcha, 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 G O T C H A, Gotcha. Yeah, I didn't know what it was from, but I knew it wasn't that. Right. But it's G A C H A. I never knew that. I thought it was like gotcha because we're charging you a bunch of times. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Am I just dumb? Did you all know yeah, this? Yeah. This is blowing yeah. my yeah. fucking gotcha, mind right gotcha now. Gotcha is the the stuff that uh, in Shenmue the Hebrews always mm-hmm. right because it's G A C H A right. I think yeah. I'll get Good another. Good lord! So I, so I knew it was not spelled that way. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it just seems like the perfect storm for this game. It's you you get the the Twitch blow up. Combined with glowing um, news stories about it, you know, I've seen so many news articles saying that the game is really good. Actually, like it's it's better than being reductive and just calling it a Breath of the Wild clone. Uh, you have those two, and then you have that character progression, like learn, like going towards something to kind of hit that zeitgeist and that hunger to keep playing more. It just seems like the absolute perfect storm perfect moment for this game well there's like a bunch of characters like like 13 or 20 or something playable characters mm-hmm. well breath of the wild clone doesn't seem like something you'd be embarrassed to say like you no. wear that like a badge of honor right. you'd be like yeah. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what we are yes and i wonder yes. like is it too late huber if i if i'm some dev come rushing in like remember okay remember years ago that breath of the wild game that did really well yeah and remember when we were going to make one but you said we shouldn't <laughs> like yes <laughs> You know, man, I don't know if I want international to be Amber, for a Lisa, Chinese game. Um, seems like the time to do it. I just, uh, it's just interesting to see this model take off. That's, so, I mean, you got it from what I've seen. Like, there's, <laughs> there's just some moments. There's some things from Immortals and from this that are like not just inspired by. They're the, it's the thing from Breath of the Wild. It's, it looks exactly the same. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Some of the huts, like some of the like the little tribal guys <laughs> in. Um, in Genshin Impact is like that's literally the same circumference of like the, the, the little shacks or the little huts that you would go into in Breath of the Wild but like damn I love that game and I'm super tempted to play I'm not going to but I you know I'm there, gonna download it right now there's a yeah, part of play it, there is this I'm just little tiny voice in my head it. like do it do it especially with the gotcha mechanic I'm worried that this game is just time sync the game so it's Breath of the Wild but Breath yeah. of the Wild is, isn't that as advertised it's different it's Jones it's Zelda dude it's Zelda it's single player it's mm-hmm. like you know so I'm just there's I a different thing. I'm not I'm not saying a time sync is a negative you know like that's why well, I haven't touched a Ghost between, of Tsushima because I know true. once I get back in true. it's you know I'm not getting back out there's a difference between your time being rewarded for a purchase you've already made and your time being monetized yeah, I have I had my time monetized before, and it has been very rewarding. I want to see how <laughs> lethal these gotcha mechanics are. Like, can you not play after a certain amount of time? I just don't know enough about the mechanics I don't think so. of Genshin. Yeah, like, and, where do they, uh, where do know, they get you? 
Right. Ben is streaming this tomorrow, and I'm assuming mm-hmm. this is going to be more conversations we're going to be having, specifically about the gameplay. It was just the sales. It was yeah. just the the the, yeah. the mood about people willing to accept. Uh, and I'm basing the re- most of the reaction off of Mortals off of Damiani, who was just, you know, Breath of the Wild's a very important game to him. And I could totally see him being completely tuned out of Immortals. And he was, you know, ecstatic after playing that. He could not wait to tell me about all of those details. And so it's like... Um, interesting to see people embrace something that was just so clearly you know, an extension of something somebody else did um, in a way in a way that feels different from before. It feels different than Battle Royale. Feels different than Games as a Service. If you know, this is like that game, like it's literally like the Greek Breath of the Wild. This is the anime Breath of the and Wild. And Shadowlands but, just getting delayed too. I think helps this moment that Genshin is having even more. Mm. Mm. Um, just that MMO fever. I mean, yeah, a lot of stuff got pushed out of this year. You know, as it usually does. But I think a lot of stuff. Um, you know, some smaller games, it feels like, you know, Among Us is blowing up. There's just a lot of interesting success stories that have happened this year. Games it looks like ta- the Tales games to me. Like, I, I don't, I, I guess the climbing oh, is like Breath bit. of the Wild, right? But I, every seen that time sentiment, I see yeah. it, I'm like, is it Tales? Again, another reason to, it's, yeah. it's, it's, its style is very, very, very familiar, very attractive. And like you said, it's just, it seems so cozy and looks so cozy. I saw some screenshots. They're like, you can feed ducks. And it's like, I yeah. want to feed ducks. Yeah, I want to jump in. It reminds me of a like a bigger Temtem kind of Jones. Uh, thank you for bringing that shades up. Shades of Temtem. It, it's the same kind of vibe. Where it's just, it's so unabashedly what it is. But if you get into if you go to Temtem and you read their website, they're not like Poco. What? They're like, oh no, totally. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that's what we did. That's yeah. what this is. That was the the, yeah. the first day in the office. That's all we talked about. That's what was our goal. And it's it's just I don't know. It's kind of neat to a see it done well and b see communities be like, yeah. go for it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I was asking Ben. I was asking Ben's opinion on it, and he said he was saving his impressions for the stream. Mm-hmm. So he's going to crack it fresh mm-hmm. yeah. on the stream, which I really appreciate. Yeah. I like that. I'm excited, that. For, I'm exci- I'm excited that. for Ian Hanks' impressions. <laughs> Apparently downloading also, it right weird, now. weird to have a game that you just download from their website. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. you don't it's, just, get it it's an Steam EXE or that just pops up in your browser. Like, yeah. It's like yeah. it's like League of Legends or something. Yeah. You just It's their thing. Which is, again, another reason why it's like, keep it away from me. I have other games focused on. <laughs> Also this week, here's a bunch of other headlines of things that happened in video games that I want to talk about very briefly before we wrap up the podcast. But please, we got a little extra time. If any of these jump out at you, if any of these things specifically you want to tune in on, let me know. Uh, you know there's bows in uh, Genshin, right, Jones? I bet there are. I mean, there's a bows in Immortal. Again, it's the model. You have, to, have, you have to make a bow character. Jones, you know, you, it's, uh, you know it's open world, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can climb <laughs> anything, Jones. Dad, I didn't know. Is there a stamina meter? Feed, feed the ducks, Jones. Go on, go on. <laughs> also this week, Among Us has blown up daily Discord downloads to around 800,000 daily as of September 27th. That was the last report wow. that they did. So not only blowing Twitch up and itself, obviously, but uh, Discord is, is having, Yo, having a good month. Such a power move, canceling the sequel <laughs> to work on yeah. Among Us One. That is epic. It's good drama, though. You know, I it's love like that. It. What what fun nothing drama? <laughs> you know, to add yeah. to your game, like a it's month just, yeah. or a week or something after <laughs> yeah. they announced it, a they're just like, after, yeah. yeah, reading a headline about a game that did absolutely nothing to my perception or anticipation <laughs> yeah. or enjoyment of the game itself. Um, and uh, people got consoles. People are clocking consoles. They're checking these new consoles out. According to IGN, the Series X actually has 802 gigabytes of storage. With it, I think most people predicted. I think we talked about. Uh, you don't get that full terabyte. 128 of those gigs are oh. dedicated to OS and system files. 98, 198. 198. Sorry, it's 20. That's actually kind that's of a big old OS. Big yeah, why is that yeah. taking up so much room? Um, and according to will this thing have a good menu for the first time in Microsoft history? We will see. It's all about the blades. I think currently, it might just have the same menu. 
I just remember that. Oh, oh, I showed up at the blades. It's all about the blades. I can't handle the blades. Uh, and according blades. to multiple outlets, I could list them. You can go find them. But uh, the load times on Series X are wonderful. Just lots of stuff runs like super fast. I love everybody checking Red Dead. It's like the, the longest out of all of this. I mean, it's Rockstar, man. Like all the, even back to GTA 3, that game took forever to load on PS2. So I love it. It was like two, two minutes, eight seconds down to like 30 or something on somebody. Wow. So it was something at that margin. Like, yeah. The, I remember, it was funny because I had deluded myself into thinking like no load times at all. You know, <laughs> so when I saw the Sea of Thieves one, it was like half. It's like half. Yeah. It went from like two and a half minutes to one half and a half. Half to a third is about the average of all yeah. of them. Yeah. So. Uh, which is very, very good. Yeah. But my first reaction when I saw that list was like, kind of like, ah, uh, <laughs> still, still anything We're like still load time. Right. Uh, Rocket League passed one million concurrent players for the first time in its history. Rocket League still breaking records, still kicking yeah, ass. Yeah, well, well, it went free to play. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. Uh, Rogue Company went free to play. Rocket League went free to play too. Yeah. Oh, that's what happened recently. Okay, that was literally the next thing on my list. Was Rocket uh, Rogue Company is now free to play. <laughs> nice. uh, two million players joined the July closed beta. Two million players have played that since. That's launch, a fun so. game. That's a fun uh, that game. Was, yeah, the the biggest game that the dev has ever made. So. Yeah, uh, that it's a uh, well. small, intimate tactical shooter type game and uh it's i like it because it's got a good balance it's got a good balance of really serious mechanics but also feeling really friendly and chill to play i like that game uh huber also likes to play destiny 2 and good news mm -hmm. huber your file size being downsized they're following that warframe news from a couple weeks well, ago that's kind of that seems kind of misleading to me because they're removing content jones mm -hmm. yeah yeah so is that four they, planets are going away? Yeah, they're removing. Obviously, if yeah, you remove you, half the game, your file is going to go down. Go. Yeah, you got more space though. <laughs> uh, Epic and Apple have both declined a trial by a jury. Neither one wanted that news. Uh, and I love we didn't talk. I mean, there's still, every new every week. There's more of this nonsense. I don't necessarily want to get into it, but I love that a judge like clearly told uh, Epic they were like you're doing this for publicity stop <laughs> you know like it's not gonna affect it's not gonna affect my judgment or anything but just like i want you to know that i know that this is ridiculous uh take two has been sued over tattoos in wwe 2k which i wonder why that doesn't happen like every year why is this I've one and I, this is this definitely not the first time this before with this right, wrestler yeah. i've seen this before it's someone who did that particular wrestler's tattoos is trying to just get paid i think yeah I mean, um, you know, oh, weird. It's like dances in Fortnite. It's like there's, yeah. there's a point. Yeah, same there. kind of thing. Yeah, like there. But that's on the other hand, like, in a way, is, I mean, right? Think it but is doesn't art. the doesn't the payment? I feel like tattoos should work like this if they don't like make it more expensive. Then, like, if you're putting something on a person's body, right. they own. They it. should be paying for the universal license for that artwork mm -hmm. on their body. And that is right. where like the sovereignty of that person's body right. trumps the sovereignty of your art. Yeah. It should. <laughs> but yeah, like Huber said, I've definitely heard this come up before, whether it was WWE or NBA or something like that, that this is not the first time that the tattoos have been mm -hmm. subject to this kind of scrutiny or controversy. Charge more. Yeah. Ever since graphics got good up enough front. to actually show the tattoos, it's been, actually is now a problem. Also, the games should just learn to fake the tattoos. They then. should do that. Former Rockstar producer Leslie Benzies. Remember Benzies, Huber? Benzies. They said they need the Benzies. He has raised $40 million That's toward right. a new game. Benzies got 40 mil to make whatever he wants. So we will see what That's that turns out to be. Netflix revealed Resident Evil Infinite Darkness. <laughs> Infinite. How you feeling, Day Huber? One. You excited? Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, the movies are pretty inconsistent. The, well, the mm -hmm. live action, but the anime movies as well are inconsistent. Damnation, Regeneration, Vendetta. 
I think they're, suffocation. That's what they're called. <laughs> Sorry. Suffocation. The uh, the no newest. I, I'm a little lukewarm at this exact moment because the last one was Resident Evil Vendetta, and that is the worst Resident Evil movie, live action or anime, oh, whatever. Now, the now worst. I want to watch it. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, I can't I watch stand it Resident Evil Vendetta. I know what I'm so, watching tonight. So we're on like a downhill. Yeah. yeah. All right. But uh, this seems way different. Obviously, it's Netflix involved. Netflix has the power to make some really good stuff. And some very and some really stuff. bad stuff. So it's it's yeah, like, are we gonna get are we gonna get the the Resident Evil Vendetta Netflix Resident Evil show, or are we gonna get the the good stuff? We'll see. Yakuza Seven will launch on PS Five on March second. Hurts. Twenty twenty one. November ridiculous. November tenth on everything crazy. else, which we knew before, but they they were like uh, a later else, date on including that PlayStation the PS Four. Yeah. yeah, like that's the weird thing to me. Hurts me. It's so ridiculous, man. Ooh. It's. Cause, Cause, I think there was a while where it seemed like it was gonna come out, you know, around the same time, and then there was this sort of nebulous where like they weren't saying, and then now it's like, okay, here, here's PlayStation Five. Months later, is it a deal or like? It has to be. It's gotta be a weird deal. It has to be a deal. This situation's weird for me because Yakuza has been such a PlayStation franchise. Uh, dating all the way back to PlayStation They've 2. Got several on Game Pass, though, Huber. Several on Game Lately, Xbox yeah. has had a huge push with Yakuza, with Zero and, and all that, of course. Um, but this is such a, like a PlayStation franchise for me. I know it's it's like, the I say the more the better. Put it on everything. Put it on PC. Put it on Xbox. Put it on it, PlayStation. It everything. <laughs> but the, the reason it's a little weird for me is... The ex- excluding people that have been attached to it since the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. again, I have all the Yakuza's on PlayStation 2, sure. PlayStation 3, and PlayStation 4, and now I'm kind of getting left out in the cold. Um, so that kind of hurts. You know, who's also getting left out in the cold? PS4 save files for Yakuza 7. Hmm. Uh, good news is yeah. Yakuza 7 game discs will upgrade to PS5, so you can get the PS5 version. Your save files will not carry over, though. So that's an interesting situation to be in. If you would care to play the game totally from the beginning again on the new console, but already played the original version, it's a strange... I don't know what customer that is, but if that customer is you, be careful. I uh, will give a shout-out. I want to give a shout-out to Microsoft, though. These are the types of moves mm-hmm. that need to be made. Well, honestly, as, as yeah. you know, putting my brand manager hat on here, yeah. buying Bethesda, getting these exclusive deals with fan-favorite huge franchises like these are the types of moves that help you win console wars whatever you want to call them it's a good move on microsoft's part the conversation around this gave me a heart attack (laughs) because i saw i believe it was imran Imran khan uh suggested he's like what about avengers i was like "Uh, i mean they have spider-man they have no say file dude oh yeah yeah (laughs) right what if they announced for the next inversion? Oh, we tried, but I'd be like, I, I'm not playing this game anymore. Yeah, I'm, yeah then I'd, I'd be no done. I'd be done. I'd be leveling done. cap again. Like, <laughs> no, I'd be done. And I am, I'd be out. I am. I cannot wait. This thing is. I can. My PS4 Pro is dying playing this game. <laughs> yeah. It is literally whimpering. It is pleading Need to the me next gen version <laughs> for a quick death. Trying to hustle in the menu. I'm literally just going through like <laughs> Cap's inventory. My PS4 is like, <sighs> so <laughs> it just makes me think like everybody's got that one game where they're like, oh, please mm-hmm. let stuff you know carry over. We'll see. Yeah. Chromecast with Google TV won't support Stadia until 2021. <laughs> this is hilarious. All these weird what? things that won't work. Google makes Even thing they that, don't care about that Google Stadia. makes other thing that the Google thing won't work on the Google thing. 
But that's tech, baby. What a weird year of stuff not working on things and not going to happen later. And I'm sure I'm sure this next gen will go smoothly. I'm sure we'll all get yeah, our consoles the day we promised and they'll all work. Apex <laughs> Legends crossplay feature goes into beta next week uh, for Apex Legends fans. So if you dropped out, we're waiting for that. Uh, wow Shadowlands, as Huber hinted, uh, delayed yeah. to later in the year. We don't have a date, do we? They just said later. Nope. Uh, originally due October the, 27th, end of this month. Not happening. The pre-patch is still coming out on the 13th, right. which is a big deal. I think so it's the 13th. Uh, uh, that has That's been stuck what you on and there. Damiani are streaming? Yeah, and Brad as well. So. Yeah, so the pre-patch is going to really, it's going to transform World of Warcraft humongously. Like, the game is going to look so different in a couple weeks, so that's that's exciting still. And pre-patch. Earth-shattering. Yeah. Big news. But there's only so much time on the podcast each week. Zynga shutting down Farmville after 11 years. Farmville. Shutting it down. Duh. Make sure to let your moms know because otherwise how would they know you know what I'm like like is that the thing right. we know because I read the gaming websites is Facebook gonna say something you know what I mean like is that you're just gonna log in one day and boom gone like I feel bad people might not be on on the top of that news but life must go on it is time maybe they'll oh. maybe they'll announce Farmville six or whatever they're on I believe they're Farmville the on but stadia there you go but not on Chromecast. it's time for love and respect Love and respect. That was for you, blood. Right up on the mic. Nice. <laughs> this is from Smorf, Borf, and Neff. Now I, I remember. Wow. Yeah. No, I remember a name like this. I remember the Neff, and I think I said that that sounded like like a kid show, like with puppets and stuff. I think they. I think. I think it was upgraded to Smorf, Borf. I don't think it was Smorf, Borf before. But correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but definitely, I just any really opportunity fun to, to say, say that. Smorf it gave Borf. me a. A visual of like three little characters. Smorf, Borf, Smorf, and, Borf, Borf and Neff. Neff. Yeah, well, there's no comma though. It's just, I think Smorf, Borf is one. I'm Smorf, Borf. <laughs> I'm Neff. Oh. And then Love adventures. It. Hello, allies. With all the division and disaster in the world right now, I need to control some negative things in my life and put them to rest. I need the help of the allies to reconcile something between my husband and I. So this is Smorf, Borf, and Neff <laughs> going at it. This Whoa. is an argument that has dogged our relationship from the beginning. Which is better, Mario Kart or Diddy Kong Racing? Ooh. Mario Kart. I'm assuming Mario, I, Mario Kart, like 64. I'm assuming because they, they were both on 64. It's not like the Mario Kart franchise versus this one 64 game, right? I love, 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 love Diddy Kong Racing, but Mario Kart. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't no, ain't no Diddy Kong Racing eight right. selling top ten every month on the damn MPDs. <laughs> it's Mario Kart. Diddy Kong yeah. Racing mm-hmm. rules though, and that I'll is. G- a I'll give the, I'll give the that is a game myself to Diddy Kong. So ready to come back. Yeah. He's flying. How man. is that not back yet? That gave me like those pilot wing vibes. I'm oh, always no. hungry for that. Flying up and yes. down your little little plane that you had. That was great. One of the, the few games Mario my Kart brother hundred percented. Ooh, Mario Cross Diddy. Mario and Diddy Kart Racing. Well, That'd be sweet. Uh, but sadly, three to one. One of you loses. I wish I knew who. They're scared to say. Yeah, you was know? it Smorf? <laughs> Do we just help out Smorf Borf or Nass? No, one is Smorf Borf new, two who won. We want to know. Chris Collinson. Hello, allies. Long time, first time. A couple weeks ago, Mr. Huber declared Breath of the Wild, quote, the easiest 10 out of 10 of all time, despite so ranking it sixth yeah, thanks, in his personal Domi-Ali. goatee list back in 2017. <laughs> Love you, Huber. <laughs> this got me thinking. There's a separate, you can, <laughs> something can be a 10 out of 10 masterpiece, right? but you can still like something more than a 10 out of 10 masterpiece. Keep, keep I could it. like this seven more than a 10, but I can okay. still recognize the 10. Keep that sentiment, Huber. Likewise, it's going to help you. Likewise, the Hall of Greats or, 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 you know, Easy Alley's Game of the Year could easily go to a four. 
yeah. to a three out of ten game easily if we you love know, it. It's happened before with uh, Last oh, Guardian. Okay, all right. Well, oh it, you'll get your ch- you'll get your chance. You'll get your chance. Uh, <laughs> it got me thinking. What is the easiest ten out of ten that Easy Allies has ever awarded? You have you have been given eight, five star, or ten out of 10 reviews which fits nicely into a knockout tournament here are the contenders nominated by mr huber we have uncharted 4 and god of war by mr damiani super mario odyssey and shadow of the colossus remake by mr bloodworth the last guardian by mr jones red dead redemption 2 and by mr moore persona 5 and half-life alex mr bradley ellis is yet to review a game he deems truly worthy of upholding his honor and reputation now nah, we just give him the bad games <laughs> yeah we just give him all the bad <laughs> we games do- yeah <laughs> it wasn't like Brad wanted to review all of those, or like it was like, no, no, get your <laughs> get your God of War away from me. Uh, I I haven't played Alex, eight? so that's a hard one. Yeah, um, Alex. Seated by Metacritic score, and if by level, by user score. Here we go. So he seated them for us. So here we go. We're figuring this out. What are the winners? For me, oh, am I allowed to? It is, well, no. These this is these are going head to head. Okay, literally, I'm just literally show us head to head. Okay. Our first seed, Super Mario Odyssey versus The Last Guardian. Odyssey, Odyssey. by a Odyssey. thousand by miles. A billion okay. galaxies. By infinity galaxy <laughs> miles. Uh, oh, boy. I, please, I don't want to get burnt on this. Please. Red Dead Redemption 2 versus Shadow of the Colossus remake. Please. Please. Red Dead A two. brand new script. Please. Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, Red Dead 2 man. gets way too I'd much Shadow. heat. I'd God. say Shadow. It gets too much heat, Jones. I'm with you, man. The, dude, earlier. Here's the thing, Huber. Huber. Red Dead Redemption 2. It's a good game. It's a it's a good game. Yeah. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus is like a god tier legendary. It is. Game. It is. And that remake is perfect. Yeah. Uh, god of War or Uncharted Four. Wait, are we settled on the last one? I, I'll give it to Shadow. I'll I'll, I'll change okay. my vote. All right. I'll be the big boy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Proud of you, Jones. <laughs> Got to take them back to back seat every time with my Red Dead Two. Uh, uh, Rockstar making those game, making though. those those low ball games, you know, making those games for us, you know, enthusiasts. If Chapter Five wasn't in there, maybe it would have maybe it would have taken it. We'll make a video. God of War versus Uncharted Four. God of War. I'm going with God yeah, of War. God of, God of God War. I agree. God of War. Yeah. Uh, Half Life Alex versus Persona Five. I would so go Persona Five. I, ever made. I, I don't know. I, I I haven't finished either, so I'm actually I'm actually yeah. a, you know a good contender to do this. I'll give it to Persona Five. I just think there's. Uh, um, I would edge toward Alex, but they're both so it's good. so unique and wonderful. I and, could see Alex maybe winning me over, but I haven't. haven't I don't. Yeah. I don't have the experience. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Gotta put the. Put I played the a few hours of it, and then I had to give the index to Jones. Okay, <laughs> so now we have. I gotta drag this. In real time. My top so, two, I think, are going head to head. This will be tough. Okay, Super Mario Odyssey or Persona Five. Oh, Odyssey. Mario Odyssey. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus or God of War. God of War. God of War. Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, I vote God of War, so God of War wins that one. So, oof. The finale: Super Mario Odyssey or God of War. Those are my top two. That's how it should be. It's tough. We need Damiani here to say what that. he thought. I will say Odyssey is the only Mario game. To me, Odyssey is a 10. Easy 10, like all the mainline Marios and Zeldas. Straight up. Don't at me. Uh, but I will say... <laughs> 3D World humor. Love 3D World, dude. On the can, Wii, you play the freaking, can you play four-player Mario with anyone else? It's so cool. Which is the one that sucks? Whatever. Uh, Odyssey... It didn't give me that completionist drive, you know? Like, once I finish it all, it, it's it's the, the Mario that I wanted to complete the least in a way, the 100% optional stuff. Sure. 
don't sure. think it was as strong as other entries in the series. I think, to me, there was still a, like there was a strong post game, but I think there was just so much optional that mm-hmm. I don't know, like. Almost like, you know, like Breath of the Wild with the Korok seeds, how they kind of make fun of you if you get all of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it, it, it's almost like that. It's just like, we're just going to put a lot of stuff out there so that you can discover things yeah. just by experimenting. True, yeah. That's uh, good. Yeah, did you go Odyssey as well? You're not meant no. to get all that crap. I'm trying to decide. Mm. Both, both of these games, I didn't, I didn't want to put either of them down. You know, like, I never right. felt like my time was being wasted at all sure. with either of these. And, like, that for me is big... They're just so different. So different. <laughs> they're like perf they're both perfect at what they're yeah. trying to do. I I think I might in this case give the edge to God of War Ooh. just for revolutionizing something and and for making me someone who had written off God of War yeah. as a style of game I didn't like and as just kind of gross to make me care about it and love it. Sure. That's huge. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah the, so the, I, these, both of these it. games were my return to the franchise after a gap, <laughs> after a sizable gap of me just not. Honestly, made me cry. There's a thing in New Dong City, like that song, I was like crying tears of yes. joy. Uh, I would give it to Odyssey, actually, because I, I don't have a, a solitary note for Odyssey. I, I, everything I did with yeah. Odyssey was like, eh, some stuff in God of War that, uh, uh, that I was critical like of. So, but, but we're tied. So we have you know, two for, at the end of the day. It's perfect. Two for Odyssey. I think that's the Heck way it should yeah. be. Because it's just fun narrowing well, it down to just those two. Guardian yeah. went down. That's fun. Don't know what Are they just going to do one take again in the next God of War? That, that gimmick won't have... I, not, I don't so, want to say dude. gimmick. That's harsh. But that uh, narrative stellar technique... Stellar creative choice. That hey, stellar creative choice... No low times, won't, baby. Yeah, no, won't mean as much to the, the next time around. They'll stretch it. Okay. I, th- I honestly think that ragnarok is going to just feel like a continuation like it won't you know how some games feel like a two and some right. games feel like a continuation yeah I, I honestly think unless they do like a time jump or something it's just going to feel like you know just more but bigger previously and on and yeah. then like all of a sudden the door opens and both of them are just like huh <laughs> uh speaking of twos dude uh, that door opening uh, shit <laughs> that door um good doors in god of war bad doors in final fantasy 7 remake yes <laughs> Bad from <laughs> very true, very true. <laughs> that door. Wait, what game we're we talking about? <laughs> from Brandon K. Gan. Recently, Left 4 Dead 2 had a major update on Steam that had major improvements from a new campaign to new dialogue that wasn't used at release and several technical upgrades. And all of this was done by community huh. members with no significant involvement by Valve. Yeah, we got to. St- that's why I was saying yeah, we got to stream, gotta this, stream this. This had me wondering, oh, okay. and I want to ask you: Can you think of any other examples Huge. where a community stayed with a game long after a developer no longer supported it, making new content and keeping it alive solely off of the passion of its players? What games that are no longer active do you wish received this treatment? Thanks for taking my submission. If you do, and stay easy, fellow allies. So games that weren't Vamp- that popular, primarily PC. I'm guessing mostly Vampire uh, yeah. Masquerade, Bloodlines, Masquerade. Yeah, Blood. Like all the all the people that mod stuff to yeah. keep them working and updated, like. Bloodlines is a great example. Silent Hill 2 Enhanced Edition is just like... Dude, <laughs> Jedi Academy. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Man, the Jedi Academy mods are like... I discovered just because of trailers. Because I would just see these five-minute epic, you know, just yeah. like Anakin and Obi-Wan like on Mustafar. I'm like, of course I want this. This is amazing. You know, it's like you know, one of those things where it wasn't just like, oh, this is a good idea. It's like, I, if, if this was a trailer from LucasArts, I would buy this game. You know, like, this looks incredible. Yeah. I'm just a d- Sophia, PC dummy who just, doesn't, you know, use mods. Just this morning shared a trailer of a Sims 
an open world Sims mod, Jones. Whoa. Uh, that looked pretty impressive, actually. It's got like a heartfelt story. The trailer is hilarious. It takes such a like breakneck turn. It's like super emotional in the first half, and then it cuts to the like, you know, like explorable airports, a mall, blah, 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 you know. So that was pretty funny. But yeah, I was like, whoa. <laughs> there, I can't think of it right now, but I know there's been games out there that have had fan servers where, where an online game will shut down and then fans will keep it alive somehow. Oh, yeah. I just can't think Battlefield 2 is the one that comes to my mind. Dude, I, oh, Battlefield. Uh, freaking yeah. 2, man. I have a friend that was like, that was it. That was the game he plays. You know? Dude, like, so camera. Oh, the my cameras. God. It didn't matter. Like, Dude, I'm going to play Battlefield 2 right now. How bad of a PC he had, whatever. He yeah. was just always playing Battlefield 2. And so when they, you know, when they killed those servers, it was a, a huge deal. Yeah. Battlefield 2 was great. The helicopters, Missed man. online. They kept going for a long time yeah. like that. I think it was my first real gaming helicopter, Heber. I think Battlefield 2 was Battlefield the first time I was like, I was in a, when I was Sick. in a flying vehicle that someone else was piloting. I had never, that had never <laughs> happened before. Was just a yeah, brand new thing. Uh, love that. So cool. Uh, a last one, a very poignant post, if I if I will. Uh, the could, potentially could he did not submit it for this, but this could easily be part of the silver lining. Silver lining. Uh, Isagani Bikudia, love and respect from a doctor in Asia. Hello, allies. I am a first time patron, but a long time fan. On one of your shows, I remember Ian Hi. wanting to interview a doctor friend and ask about life in this pandemic, but Kyle at the time said that they must be very busy. Well, I am a doctor here in Asia, and my country is one of the most devastated by the disease. Unfortunately, last August, I was one of the many doctors at our hospital who were infected while caring for our patients who were confirmed cases. I had to undergo a mandatory medical 14-day solitary quarantine. My case was considered a mild case, and thank God I experienced no severe symptoms. Before I got infected, I imagined myself taking the solitary quarantine in a breeze. What gamer doesn't like a 14-day rest with many backlogs to burn? But as the days go by, I realized how devastating this must be to people who are not used to being alone or to people that absolutely need to go outside either for work or social exercises or for their own essential reasons. I grew lonely, but not to the point of clinical depression. I have to thank my family and friends for that as they keep my mental health in check. I also have to thank Easy Allies for being there like my own virtual support group of like-minded guys talking about games. It's like being outside watching my real friends talk with just me being a silent one in the background. Thank you, Easy Allies. I just have one last message. To all of the other allies who are infected, you are not alone. Reach out to family, reach out to friends, reach out to random strangers on the internet. We are in this together. Keep the faith. Dr. Isagani, sacrosanct, Pudia. Thank wow. you for that. Respect. <laughs> yeah. um, again, it, it it seems like a message that is just everywhere you look right now. So you know, apologies to to bring that into the podcast, but um, uh, I think that, that kind of awareness is something that's a, a new sense of awareness. I think is happening to all of us, whatever corner of the world we are in, whatever we are dealing with, uh, being in our homes. So thank you for sharing that. Yes. Time for bets. Mm-hmm. Next week's bet. This is a weird one, folks. I'm gonna explain this. As best I can. This is definitely my weirdest bet uh, that I've issued. I'm proud of it, though. I like this From taking one. over as podcast it. moderator. Because I'm looking at next week's games. There's not a lot of bettable stuff I saw in there. But then I see Nickelodeon Kart Racers 2 Grand Prix. And I'm like, got to make something work. Here's the bet, folks. Nickelodeon Kart Racers Grand Prix 2 Grand Prix launches on October 6th. While recording next week's podcast, I'm going to go to Twitch. I'm going to click on the top viewed Twitch stream for Nickelodeon Kart Racers 2. I'm going to either watch whatever racer they are playing at as the time or wait for them to start a race and pick a racer. When they do, that racer will correspond to any one of the new shows or any one of the shows from the from, you know, Teenage Mutant Turtles, SpongeBob, yada, yada. All of us are going to bet a year. Whoever is the closest 
to the year the show launched of the character I'm looking at, that person wins. So if it's, <laughs> if I, so long story short, if I go to Twitch, if I boot up the, this game, it's SpongeBob. SpongeBob came out in 1991. Whoever has the year the closest. It did not. Did but... not? 1990, what is it? 1996? What? Sorry. Let's check. Yeah, let's check. Let's check. Because it was not 91. There's no, no way. No, 99. Sorry. I think it was 99. Okay. 97 was the pilot. 99 is when it came out. 1999, yeah. So whoever has the but year Rugrats closest to 99. Rugrats was more like 91. No, Rugrats was yeah. definitely earlier. Rugrats, I think, next to yeah, um, Ren and Stimpy is the oldest stuff on there. Rugrats, Ren and Stimpy, Rocco's Modern Life, Hey Arnold, Cat Dog, SpongeBob, SquarePants, Invader Zim, Danny Phantom, Avatar, Korra, TMNT, Loud House, which is the only name I don't recognize on here, and Jojo Siwa is one of the characters that is a real person, a human being that is a host on Nickelodeon that has appeared in various reality shows. Uh, Jojo joined Nickelodeon in 2017, so that is the year I will consider for that, the year that quote-unquote show went live. Rugrats was 91. Oh, okay, so maybe that, 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 that was it. That was where I got confused. Clearly. Yeah. Blood. Ian, what year? I said 1997, Joe. Oh, it's a good year. It's a good year. Michael Huber, what year? As Leon S. Kennedy once said, 1998. Ooh. <laughs> mm. uh, he, uh, Bloodworth, what are you picking? Um, I tried to hit the middle there. One with that Dreamcast year, 99. Damn it. Oh, no. Oh, I'm sandwiched. I hope you didn't go under me. Don't go under uh, me. No, yeah, I wish I went under the U. I did the same thing. So we'll Ooh. get two. Oh, we'll wow. We'll get two points if we get it. If it's if it's, if it's 99. If it is. Or above. Anyone close oh. to that, we're just hunger for SpongeBob, man. Man, good grouping. If it's SpongeBob, Patrick, Squidward, or Sandy, we're set. Made in the shade. Uh, are we Let's made in the shade Tommy this Pickles. week? I don't know. Let's check. Uh, last week's bet, Mafia Definitive Edition. Launched the day after we recorded last week. I've played it. It's awesome. We just did a shout out. We just did an impressions video that you can check out with Brad and uh, Huber and myself. Uh, I wanted to know by now, by right this very moment, how many Steam users reviewed? How many Steam user reviews would it have? I bet 4,000. Bloodworth bet 400. Just took one of those zeros away. Damiani bet 3,500 just under me. And Brad Ellis bet 1,000. I am not going to check right now. Don't need to, because before I checked this podcast, it was at 8,564. Giving wow. me the win. Boom. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Jones. Feeling Score good. those points. Well, I, I was inspired by you, Huber, because you had very strong opinions about Mafia 2 Definitive Edition. So I was curious how many people were going to think good things, bad things, yeah. whatever. Um, but, uh, I mean, we liked it. I wonder how sentiment is across the board. Didn't read any of Seems those reviews. Solid. Just check the number. But that does bring our scores to Jovial Penguins, 14. Uh-huh. I can really get into this mayor stuff. Uh-huh. It's not about power. It's about reaching out to people, touching people, groping people. Astonished Scorpions, 9. <gasps> <gasps> there's a very real chance that there's not enough weeks left in this year. I have not checked. <laughs> To win oh, this, to but win? I don't know. A part of me is tempted to just run it so out. Get two points to just, next week. To just see how this goes. Yeah, hey, that's, that's that's the optimism that I need right now. That's good. And we got the high. So if it's in the 21st century, that that to show, uh, then we got it. Two points for. I'd say you got a good two shot. Two points for those scorpions. Oh yeah. Let me tell you about Patreon.com/slash Easy Allies. That is where I you gotta, can go. I got to I got to Before you get started, we do we do we have gotten a note that this is getting a little long and rambly. So before we get long and rambly, about what? Keep, Keep it tight. The Patreon pitch. 
Just just tell people what, oh, we got what, notes? what they need to know. Keep it tight, says Bloodworth. Where'd you get these notes, Bloodworth? But now Blood? the notes to keep it tight are making it longer? What are these, 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 these Patreon notes? No, Jones for next week. Oh, okay. Did I take too long? Spoilers. I've also gotten notes on Cup of Jones that I talk about the same thing every week, that I don't talk about different goes. Let's apologize. I'll write a thing. Then you can then be the same TRT. That's a skill I've definitely developed reading VO all these years. It's like it's the same. You put my VO on top of each other. It is the same read every time. So, yeah, great. I guess uh, Patreon there. You go. You, you can support us. It's cool. We got an event coming up the later of the month I was going to get into, but, I mean, that would take time. Um, Blood so, won't allow us to talk about yeah, Patreon Don't want to get into party. that. Uh, we have a tier called Shoutout Tier that I guess we should probably get to. We got some people there. Gave us a pretty sizable amount of money that we greatly appreciate. Helped operating. Well, is that okay? Are we, is that all right? On Patreon. Well, I mean, Blood the, doesn't the, know. We got to check with Cup of Jones. It's a weekly thing. See, I got to check with Cup of Jones next yeah, week, yeah. and then I got to come back to the podcast. Uh, speaking of Cup of Jones, for just a dollar, you can get exclusive access to Cup of Jones, along with all of our exclusive shows, exclusive series that we have done, spoiler modes, where we talk all, all sorts of spoilery stuff. Uh, several of those we just put up. More of those coming later in October. But the shout-out tier is at the very top. These are people that are our highest tier on Patreon, and there are three of them, and I would like to shout them out. And to do so, I'm going to be helped by Ian Hank, who is, uh, I don't know, oh. picking his, you good? You're going first. No, I was just falling asleep because I was taking so damn You're long. going first. I'm going after you. Blood's going after me. Huber's going last. As quiet. Oh, geez, I'm so nervous. He's just <laughs> licking the microphone. Here we go. Shout-out to Caleb Togi Crawford, L. Thanis, and Greg the Dark Knight Kettering. Shout, Shout out. out. Shout out. Shout out. That was that almost made my hair stand up in my arm. That was beautiful. <laughs> well, ASMR. I get to end this podcast. Yeehaw. I get to promote any Easy Eyes video I'd like to promote. I got one. I get the final word on anything I've disagreed with. One reiterator just popped in my head. Got one of those too. And I get to sign off with my trademark sign off. I'm pumped. I'll give you a video. Uh, we just announced the patron party. See, here's where I get to do it. Uh, ah, this is an event that we are having in the week of Monday, October 19th. Starting on Monday, October 19th, we will have uh, a bunch of new uh, premieres of stuff. To we got some new shows that we're going to premiere. A bunch might be too much, more than one. Uh, we have um, yeah. Don't don't get hopes up too much. New rewards. <laughs> I just won. I'm so I'm so pumped up right now from winning a bet. This is like a half. We have it's bonus like videos. Uh, we do have yeah, we, and we also have some additional bonus videos going up that week. We're gonna have uh, a fun new bonus t- uh, reward tiers for various tiers on Patreon. So all of these people that are that are there, you, you bonuses might get, to you existing might get a little tiers. Little, yeah, to existing tiers, not added. They're not tiers. bonus tiers. Bonus to the tiers yeah. that we already have available on Patreon. And on Saturday, October 24th, we will have. Um, a, you could also just watch the video to get all this information too. But on uh, noon Pacific time on Saturday, October 24th, eight hour live stream, we'll be wrapping all of this stuff up. So this should be a very fun week. That is a week uh, done to thank all of our patrons. Thank you to everybody that's getting early access on this, but thank you to everybody that listens to the podcast as well. And my final word, talk about final. I'm moving, baby. This is it. This is my last podcast in this garage. Bye. <laughs> um, I will probably not be on the podcast next week. Next week will be moderated by Daniel Bloodworth. The week after that, I will be in a weirdo house that I'm renting for a month before I move into another house. And then hopefully within minutes of me moving into that house, I'll be able to set up and, and do Easy Allies work when I get into a new office. But I'm going to have a whole whole background that I'll definitely care much more than just throwing dual shocks in the background and you know just like, ah. Put, does the, that's a napkin right there. That's a napkin. I'll take a little more care with my background and my new space. Uh, but yeah, big change is coming. Uh, good luck with the podcast next week's blood. Thanks for watching. <laughs> Cheers.
Farmville on Stadia. It's really had a big Genshin 